0: Podcast is brought to you by these cool dudes. (laughs) Hey, what's going on?
1: Hey, uh, not much.
2: Good evening.
1: (laughs) Good evening,
3: evening, sir. Uh, Yeah. Hey, it's Friday. It's the Red Beard Podcast. Welcome, guys.
1: Uh, Uh, I don't know about that. (laughs)
3: You sound uh, like you sound like what's what's his name from the Gorgonites from Small Soldiers? <laughs> <laughs> you know
2: what I'm talking about, the, the leader. Yeah, yeah. What was his name? Oh, I classic. don't know. <laughs> I. You know what? I, the movie is great, but for some reason, when I think of toy soldiers, small remi- soldiers. Small. I'm sorry. When I think of small soldiers. All I think of is the Burger King commercial. You can't handle the rodeo cheeseburger. <laughs> Every time somebody
3: says small soldiers, I automatically think of Tommy Lee Jones. He's like, we are the Commando Elite. Everything else is it's just, just a, a toy. <laughs> so, Hey, small soldiers references. Hey, hey. Yeah. Oh, but anyway, if you're
2: in your 20s, go out and watch that. Yeah, it's you're great. Missing
3: out. Yeah, and one of the uh, one of that <laughs> the, the remix of the song "War" was done by Bone Thugs and Harmony. Oh, sweet. <laughs> so, anyway, dude. Well, uh, hey guys, it's the Red Beard Podcast. We're gonna be talking about shit like this, you know that. So, um, anyway, um, yeah, man. So, dude, cool day because the Defenders came out today, <laughs> and of course, Cooley. You are ahead of all of us And have watched an episode Can I go backwards for a second And yeah. just say
1: that I've always fantasized about like Fighting Bone thugs in harmony Why?
3: Why would you want to fight them? Just because there's I don't know It's
1: just like Ugh Well maybe if you they fight They aggravate me
3: Well you can fight them At the crossroads you know, maybe one day you guys will meet, <laughs> and you'll no, be if able that's,
1: to. If that's a reference to a song, I have no fucking clue because I hate it every minute of Bone Thugs and Harmony. See, I'm wait, not a. You don't know crossroads. You don't know the crossroads. Is that a, is that a See song? See you
3: at the yeah, crossroads. No. I'm, gonna I'm gonna miss everybody. I'm
2: gonna miss everybody. And I'm gonna miss everybody. Hold on. <laughs> I miss my control. <laughs> you know? Uh. No? But so they good. but
1: they were thugs. Yeah. Yeah. But they had harmony. Yeah. (laughs) I just want to slap every one of them. Uh
2: Listen,
3: listen. I don't. I'm not a. I don't say that I'm a huge Bone Thugs and Harmony uh, fan, but there are like two songs. I think it's Crossroads and that other one I just talked about, the War remix.
2: That's it.
3: I'm not a big. uh, I'm not a big Bone Thugs and Harmony person.
2: I don't know. I mean, we can look it up in Apple Music and see which is the most.
1: uh... I just want to say, what the fuck are you guys thinking? What? You know what I mean? Like, when it comes, not you guys, like, bone. Bone thugs. Like, thugs. if I could talk to them, that's what I would say. I'd be, what the fuck were you guys thinking? Dude, they made a lot of money, so they were doing something right. They fucked up hip-hop. You know did what?
3: they, though? I, I they, did. they did.
1: They did. They did. Because so many people, like, they didn't emulate them, but they took that, like, they took from them, and they they tried to make some of that shit their own, and, like, it just kind of changed hip-hop from that point on. And it was—it's just awful now. I don't feel like Bone Thugs and Harmony was the
3: catalyst for changing hip hop. Oh, they—they would... weren't—they dude—they weren't even that big. They had like two like songs that were that were good. I mean, maybe, but I mean, like they—that's it. Like they didn't have—I don't feel like they had a huge influence on the hip hop world. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like I feel like you want to talk about somebody who had an influence on hip hop. I mean, I, that'd be Wu
1: Tang. Like, they were huge. Yeah, but that, that's not... But I'm saying, like, nobody's... Like, today, the hip-hop that you hear today is not grown from Wu-Tang. It has not... It doesn't come from that. Like, I, I, I guarantee you that, like, most of the kids that listen to the shit that is out there today have fucking never heard of Wu-Tang.
3: Well, I'll tell you one thing right now. Drake's a big problem. Uh, and, and we'll, we'll talk about this briefly because this is, uh, this is great. Cause I was having this conversation with Becky uh, the other day and you agree with me. Um, we were, we were actually in the car driving somewhere and we put on a radio station and it was just like Drake and he's just like talking. And I said, and she was like, Oh, I like this song. And I said, I know we've had this conversation. I was like, but why do you like this song? I said, I understand, but it's just a beat where they do talking. He's not rhyming. He's not doing anything. He's not he doesn't even have any like rhythm. You know? And like they compared him on a YouTube video to Eminem and they were like Eminem versus Drake. And you see Drake in the studio just like talking. He's like, Yeah, I'm talking in the microphone, blah, whatever. And then you see Eminem and he's like fucking killing it. And he's like rhyming and his lyrics make sense and they're fucking they're they're very smart and they're thought out. And Drake's well, I, just I
2: don't, I don't think anyone that's at least in the know is saying that drake can hold and i'm a not, I'm, to not Eminem. I'm
3: not i'm hmm. not saying that but they compared like 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 how people associate drake with like hip hop and rap and it's not half and of Drake's
2: stuff he doesn't even write
3: yeah but if you've ever listened to his music like a lot of the things to a lot of uh, i guess the pro, what i'm getting to is when i dj'd a, a, a prom recently there were people coming up to me being like oh can you play something we can dance to and i would throw on like some old school hip hop or just like even some newer stuff that you could dance to. They're like, "No, no, no, you need to play that new Drake song. That song's lit." And I'm like, "Okay." And I'm like, "Which one do you want to hear?" And I put in the song. It is the slowest freaking song you've ever heard. And they consider that to be dance music. And the funny thing is that they're in the, they're on the dance floor and they're not dancing though. They're standing there all in this you know, circle and they're just listening to Drake just like Doing this little shake with the head I'm like, that's what you think dancing is? Like, that's not dance music at all And so, I I had to, like, change my entire playlist You know what I mean? And, like, people associate, like, Drake with music And it's not And you, and and I think, like, that's what you're saying Like, Yeah, it's disgusting Yeah, exactly I don't, I mean, hey I'm not a big Drake fan, so you guys uh, know that now But I agree with you, man Like, it's not hip-hop But I don't think that, like, Bone thugs brought us To where we are now You know what I mean Like
1: No I think they I think that they They played a hand in it though Like there's There's There are elements Of what they did Like they were able To take hip hop To like a softer place
2: Yes No I agree with you there
3: Okay you know
1: Alright
2: I mean? Alright Bone thugs and harmony I think brought it A little more to the mainstream Right
3: Alright that makes sense When you say that I can see yeah. that Okay Alright Um but uh yeah so that was that was actually kind of a cool talk. I like that. Man. Yeah, we
1: we we should do an episode on on music and shit because sure. I would love to. Definitely, man. That would be awesome. Um but anyway, getting back to um
3: the original today's a pretty awesome day because we uh we just realized that all of it, everybody in the world realized that uh, the defenders came out today. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um so uh Cooley, you like I said are ahead of all of us because I know you've already watched uh the first episode. Um just I guess first thoughts about the
1: first episode um this so marvel does this thing with all of their shit including their tv shows where they try to approach everything and make it like make them all part of like different genres right like so you have like you know like your your political espionage uh thriller with winter soldier you have your heist movie with ant-man you sure. have uh you know your buddy movie with uh you know, the Thor Ragnarok movie coming out, which is going to be Thor and Hulk, you know, getting together and okay. having like a lethal weapon kind of, uh, you know, combination of characters. Yeah, I agree with you on um, that one. So you're, you're, like, every single, like, Marvel uh, Netflix show has also had its own uh, identity, so to speak. So you had your your gritty crime, uh, you know, drama with, uh, you know, Daredevil. You had your uh, your noir detective uh, you know, series with Jessica Jones. You had uh, the the black exploitation era um, holler movie with uh, Luke Cage. Luke Cage, Luke. and then you had the kung. Well, as close, to, uh, not even as close to. Uh, uh, I don't know uh, Marshall uh, arts. Kind, know some kind Iron of kung Fist fu is. thing. Uh, <laughs> so with with Iron Fist. Uh, I want to
2: take a poll and see how many people are the most excited to see Iron Fist in this. Like, yeah. maybe, like, like Nazis. I'm, I'm actually really happy to see, like, the blonde haired guy. I'm but, actually uh,
1: excited to see Iron Fist in this because I feel like it's going to, his his turn in this show is going to be better than his own series. From, what I've, from yeah. what
3: I've seen in the trailers, it looks like the choreography choreography is a lot better than it was in oh, his singular series. Oh, and I, I can speak to series. it, it is.
1: I mean, a matter of fact, the opening scene is an Iron Fist scene. Oh, well, and, and that's why I want to see it. I mean, <laughs> and it's, uh yeah, and, and he, He's already ten times better than you know what we saw in his show. Um, By the way,
2: I'm sorry. I just want to clarify that I'm not saying that Iron Fist is a Nazi. No, we I'm, just, say, <laughs> I'm just saying that with his blonde, you're hair. you're making an Aryan yeah, reference. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, A lot of people in Charlottesville would have loved Iron Fist's appearance. Yeah.
1: But gotcha. the um, the show, this show, topical, topical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This this show is, um, and this is I'm tying this all together now. The the identity of this show, it feels to me a little like a uh, like Pulp Fiction style. Oh nice. Oh okay. Where you have like, because they're not all together like from Jump. You're seeing them all come together, or they have like different. They're
3: in in the same time period, but they're all doing different they're all doing different yeah, things and they're, you have like gonna end up all it's gonna blend together. together it's like crash right like yeah they all yeah up. crash yeah good reference but
1: you, yeah crash as well yeah it's like you have like these these pockets all happening at the same time but you get like it's and it's a lot like a comic book in a, in a way because you get these like sections of like maybe five minutes each uh where it just keeps cycling through where you see where you're with uh You know you start off with iron fist then you go to jessica jones then you go no you start off with iron fist then you go to luke cage then you go to jessica jones then you go to uh uh daredevil and then it goes back to iron fist and you keep going through this like cycle and each one has its own feeling like it goes each one ties back to their show okay so it's really cool it's like this like it's like this uh potpourri of you know netflix marvel shows all, all grouped together and it's ex- Until it
2: finally weaves all itself all together
1: yeah and it's not it's not like just taking the characters and throwing them all into one bucket like you actually still have this the different flavors of each show
2: which is which is smart yeah you want to develop the storyline of why they're together exactly and it's it, it's not just kind of like they put an ad in the paper that said like superheroes wanted mm-hmm. and they all got together in one room and they were like hi nice to meet you iron fist and yeah. Like, oh, nice to meet you. Wow. What a grip!
1: Yeah. And like the, the soundtrack, like the music, <laughs> the music changes, <laughs> the music changes in between each like scene, like to, ah. to bring you back to like each series. Like if that makes sense.
2: No, I think that makes perfect um, sense.
1: And it's it's dope. It's really cool. Uh And, and, you know, like you get a sense for why Sigourney Weaver And her character is going to, why she's going to be a huge element in this show and uh, what her motivations are. Did she show herself in the first episode yet? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, you you already get a sense of what her motivations are and, uh, you know, where she fits in Mm -hmm. uh, because they they actually, like, you know, give you some some comparison between some other characters that have already been in the series to kind of show you where her. Where her level is in in the hierarchy of the the villains, mm-hmm. um, and what what her power is in this not not her actual abilities, but what her what her level of power is amongst the underworld.
2: Has so. has Sigourney Weaver ever worn a dress in a movie? Yeah, yeah. Ghostbusters.
3: Yes? Really? Yeah, Ghostbusters.
2: Oh yeah, that's right. It was yeah. like a lacy thing. To me, she she was always. So Weaver always came across as like the Hillary Clinton of movies.
3: Like a pants.
1: Like it's just
2: suit. oh yeah, just power yeah. suits. But I mean, everything. you also, also
3: think about, I mean, like where her career started. I mean, she played Ripley, which is a character that was originally written for a man.
2: Well, do you know so, do you know how her career ultimately really started? She she started doing Christopher Durang plays yeah, with Jeff Goldberg.
3: And then someone actually someone saw her. And told her that she should look into Alien And she she almost like didn't But it was like her first One of her first gigs out of, out of drama school
2: You know Christopher Durang is a, uh, is a playwright Who just He wrote these just completely outlandish And very crass he's plays. an He's an
3: absurdist playwright Oh yeah Yeah So it's awesome He's... What's the, the... Identity crisis is probably my favorite one.
2: I was a, I was a big Titanic fan, but that was just because it was so outlandish. Yeah. Mm. That was just like... The pedophilia was in it. Yeah. And freaking. Not that I'm condoning that, but I'm just saying there was so many... Fucked up things.
3: He put stuff in there that you that you would never, you would never, you would ex- never expect. Would to would never in, think, like,
2: and it was a comedy. And that's that was the thing. That was it's, the point.
3: It, it, a lot of it's like a lot of his plays are dark dark comedies. Um, I really like um, Identity Crisis because of the monologue where like they're talking about Tinkerbell coming back to life and like it's really dark and like there's all these Peter Pan references. Oh yeah, it's really funny. He um, was
2: he was like. He was like a big factor. I kind of look at it like he was the play version of the the Marlon brothers or the Wayne brothers scary movie. Yeah, like yeah, he yeah. pushed okay. the envelope. He and did. anyways, regardless. Yeah. Um. I can't wait to watch the Fenders. We're gonna watch an episode or two today. Hell yeah! Man. I believe
3: definitely. Yeah, I want to get started on that because that that looks like it's gonna be great. Um. Anyway, um. One of the other things I really wanted, I, I Jim, I mean you. Jim, you actually saw The Dark Tower. I just
2: saw it yesterday.
3: And, um, yeah. dude, I I don't really want to... I just want you to talk about it, man. Like, overall thoughts. We kind of talked about this for 10 seconds yesterday. Just go for it, man. Sure. Okay. The Dark Tower. How much do you guys know about it? I'm not a big Stephen King Dark Tower guy.
2: The The Dark Tower... I've seen
3: the trailer. Yeah. The,
2: the Dark Tower is this giant story that spans eight novels... I mean, it's basically it's like Harry Potter. Like this, just giant has a huge cult following. Mm -hmm. Uh, The movie has been in the works for years. They finally put out the Dark Tower, and it is a tragedy. Okay, it is so sad to see what they put up on the screen. And there's a couple of reasons. Um, One, Matthew McConaughey is terrible. Really? Matthew McConaughey is just fucking Matthew McConaughey. Okay, when you saw the trailer,
3: though, did he look good in the trailer? Because I thought he
2: did. He, I mean, like, his appearance looks good. But him as a character, like, the, the character he's playing, the man in black, is kind of like an ex- an extension of the devil. Like, he okay. is ultimate bad in this world. And he's just Matthew McConaughey. He's just kind of like, he walks around, he's like, bah, st- yeah, stop breathing. And, and people drops, and he's it's just, he's not really, he doesn't do anything that really gives him that scary edge. He's just a guy that can, that has powers, that can tell you, make you do things. And that's it. Like, there's nothing about his character that makes him feel evil.
1: Yeah, so it's like Steve Carell. <laughs> What in Bruce Almighty? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Of course, he's
2: like an evil. Yeah, he's like an evil Jim Carrey. <laughs> like he's just, he's just freaking no, there. No, Evan Almighty. Devin like Almighty. Anybody, yeah, thank you. Anybody could have played his, played the character and done the same exact thing. There was nothing that stood out about him. I thought Idris Elba did a good job as okay. as Roland. I thought that he he did a good job. Yeah. I think he was the standout.
1: It doesn't
3: surprised me though. I mean, he's a good
1: actor. Yo, Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance, the uh, the sequel. Yes. to Ghost Rider. I
2: enjoyed that more than the first than the first one. Idris
1: Elba was the to me was the star of that movie. Yeah, he yeah. was good.
2: Also, I will say, and I love um, Nicholas Cage for the fact that he's just so outlandish. Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance vengeance has one of the best nicholas cage freakouts in it <laughs> just an unnecessary just like yelling in this guy's face ah, ah! <laughs> just over the top but uh,
3: dude i'm on rotten uh on uh, flickster right now and i'm looking at rotten tomatoes dude it's got like a 16 yeah, percent it's score right
2: now like it's I mean, awful it is panned by everybody it's almost like going to see jurassic park but they decided to take out the dinosaur. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Yo, did you... so
3: like, d- does this movie leave it open for like the next installment of the Dark no. Tower?
2: No, it doesn't.
3: <laughs> <laughs> let's do it, but let's take out Pennywise.
2: <laughs> like, it's in fine. The, we don't need books, it. In the books, it's the kid story. In the books, there's Roland of Gilead, who's the main protagonist, who's this gunslinger. And then you have his group That is Jake Chambers Who's a little kid Who's in the movie And then you have Eddie and Susanna Dean Who is a drug addict And a crippled woman Respectively And uh, they're not in it Eddie and Susanna Dean Are integral to the story And they are just washed away Like it never happened (laughs) <laughs> it's not You're watching The Dark Tower But it's not The Dark Tower It's almost like It has nothing to do With the The, the, the novels
3: Have you read anything so, About what Stephen King Thinks about this
2: I can't possibly Imagine that he's Happy about
1: this Well I mean His his reaction Has actually been Positive um, Really What did he say He's He said that They nailed it What So it, So So Just I, I have no idea How to play like devil's advocate in this because I, I i know a couple of people that have actually like said that they like the movie um like one thing about the books um spoiler alert for anybody who you finished all of the novels right yeah yes so so spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't finished the novel stop listening cuz i don't want to fucking hear anything about me fucking up your experience so piss off um (laughs) the at the end um like it's revealed that he's kind of stuck in a time loop yes yeah uh so like so like he relives the the story and it changes each time yes um and so i guess like the the idea and like the the idea that some people have clung to with this movie mm-hmm. is that this is just another version of the story and not the actual story that you were you 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 read in the novels like sure. it's it's a it's a time loop it's a time looped version of the story and it's gonna and it can happen again and it can and it, it can just keep going infinitely and uh that's basically the uh the feeling that some people have had and like they've they've used that to be able to accept all the major differences in the in the, in the oh, movie, but the but the differences are so glaring. I mean, it's
2: it's just it's so abbreviated. I mean, they cut out they cut out the whole journey. Mm. I mean, the entire journey. They went from they went from like the the first hundred pages of book one to the final book, and they didn't even approach okay so i'm i'm
3: reading something on nerdist and it's literally stephen king's uh whole reasoning it says however this this new adaptation has his seal of approval even if it might not excite what he called the hardcore fans of his work quote they've done a wonderful job here telling a story that's coherent and that pulls a lot of the element of the novel in the dock tower purists may not like it i can't tell I can't tell about that for sure because it doesn't start where the book starts but at the same time they fall right into it because they'll know exactly what's going on you have to keep in mind that all of the books that I've written the fans of the Dark Tower books are the most zealous the most uh fervent fans of all he added later but they all make a small subgroup of the people who read books like The Shining and Misery that sort of thing the books are an acquired taste they're fantasy That's pretty much what he said. I
2: I understand, but I'm saying it, it's so, it's just so compact. And they left out so many elements.
1: You know what, you know what surprises me is that it's, it's a, they, they made a one, a one-off movie about it, mm. but they, but they went out of their way to get talents like McConaughey, Idris Elba, Mm -hmm. uh, whoever else is in the movie. Sure. Um, you would think that with that type of, of casting and the, the amount of work that they're going to put into making one movie mm-hmm. that they would plan for making it a series. Of course. How would you not want Pet to? When even Pet Cemetery got a sequel. How like they made make, one Curious George movie. You make, what the fuck?
2: What if you, what if you <laughs> took The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings and made that an hour
1: and a half movie? No, but think about it. Brandon Fraser. <laughs> what about him? Curious what? George. Yeah what about it uh, They made one fucking movie You know how many Curious George books There are Okay (laughs) right. You know I I apologize Fucking can't believe it But
2: I'm just But I'm just stating From a marketing standpoint If you If there's such a Strong following Why wouldn't you make it A couple of A couple of movies You know Be able to incorporate More of the book
3: Hey, I mean, I dude, point taken, I honestly think that I, I think that that's a very valid point that if you as a fan of the books, you would want there to be more than one movie to encompass it all. I mean, I I would be pissed if I were you because I would want to actually see more of what I read about and have some of the the characters that are crucial to the storyline involved. And if they weren't gonna do that, I don't know why you would even just do it at all. You know, rather just like take your time with it. Make it into a franchise that people can can look forward to. I mean, Jesus Christ, they made eight Saw movies. I think they can make more than one Dark Tower. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I feel like that they could afford to do that, with, especially with Stephen King's backing and when you have enough money to get people like Matthew McConaughey
1: and Idris Elba. Like, the money's there. Um, but And it's proven that you can have such a— wi- you can have a really wide-sweeping saga— with I look at the Marvel movies, man. Of course. Yeah, I mean they could, like, they
3: could have taken their time to build this rather than throwing out a 90 90 minute fucking pile of shit that everybody right. hates. You know? I mean, and it's and it's not I mean, just yeah, you, obviously though. no. It's obviously not just it's not you. Just me. I know like that, there are a lot of people that hate this movie, so it's you you're obviously not the only one. It's a valid point. No, clearly I, mean, I think Stephen King is going to realize he kind of fucked up on this. Clearly this is near and dear to my well, heart. It's not Stephen King. No. Well, it's but but the fact that he actually that he has like positive, like r- like reviews behind this, and well, thinks it was a good idea to do it the way that they did. Like I think he's gonna realize well, I it maybe I, wasn't the best idea. Well, for here's the, the fans. thing: I don't
1: know that I don't know that he necessarily thinks it's a good idea to do it the way that they did it. But he, but he liked what he saw, and as a as a creator, and like you know, if if you create something right and you have your own vision for it and you do it and it gets out there and it's popular and it's famous and then somebody else does an adaptation and you watch it you're either going to like it or you're going to hate it and he liked it so i mean you can't you can't fault the guy for that it's not his fault uh, that the studio did what they did. I'm not saying I'm not, that it's his, his fault. That King. I think Stephen right. King.
3: Stephen King wrote the Dark Tower. That's his. He owned it. Yes, People that are fans that of the his. book. But what I'm saying, like, he,
1: has, he has no reason to feel. I'm saying he's not going to have any reason to feel like he fucked up or he did something well, wrong. No. all right,
3: we're we're going on way too long on this, but all I want to <laughs> say, all I want to say is this: I think he. I'm just very surprised that he has he has uh, given this movie a seal of approval. When from what I'm listening to a hardcore Steven fan right now who saw the movie and says that they left out things that he, that were important, major characters, major plot lines, things that are integral to the story were left out. I don't understand how he can give his seal approval
2: on a movie that left so much out.
3: My, because my, he enjoyed
1: it.
2: My girlfriend. I guess he did. My okay. girlfriend saw it with me. Yeah, and we like similar movies. She did not read the Stephen King novels, right? And she and liked she it. and she told me she goes, "It was it was enjoy. It wasn't terrible to watch. You know, some of it was fun, but if she didn't, she really didn't understand what was going on, with the exception of Idris Elba is trying to kill Matthew McConaughey. That's okay. that's what she got out of the movie, right? And it's. Uh, well, but she said there was just so much. said too much was packed into 90 minutes that yeah. it just became this jumbled blob. Which is weird. You know, you think at
3: least with today's cinema, you'd have a movie that could have been at least two hours, two and a half hours. I was shocked. You was know, 90 shocked. minutes. Um, also
1: consider that Stephen King... First of all, Stephen King created this stuff. He spent so much time in it. Uh, he's got a picture of what's going on in his head. He knows everything inside and out. And what he's watching is like... A manifestation of his vision on the screen, mm. right? And so, like whether or not it fills in all the gaps doesn't matter to him. He's watching it and he's seeing his characters come he's to life. Being a fanboy, and about he's it. yeah, and he's seeing like, oh wow, there's there's the man in black, and oh wow, that's that's how I envision the gunslinger sure. uh, Roland. And, and like I said, Idris Alba you know,
2: does play a very good Roland.
1: Yeah, and so and so, like I feel like that is. Most likely the reason why he's giving his seal of approval because he probably saw it and was like, wow. Well,
2: Anyways, I want to I want to wrap this up because I, I will bitch about this forever. Mm. Hey, by the way, Bone Thugs and Harmony just came out with a new album this year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it in
3: full circle. Um, yeah, and not get, to mention. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Let's get guys? back to Bone Thugs. Yeah, not to mention Stephen King is having a great year because it's coming it, out very soon. It looks um, promising. It looks great. Um, we just watched one of the uh, like a combination of all the trailers. Um, you guys have heard us talk about this before. It looks great. Also, if you haven't had a chance, check out the Ronald McDonald's like it trailer. It's like a, kind of a parody <laughs> of of like the uh, of the it trailers. They took some stuff and made fun of it, which is pretty good. Um, so we all got caught up on Game of Thrones, um, which was a great episode. Um, so we talked about the last episode, last episode, and um, dude, Jamie was uh, alive within the first thirty seconds. Yep. So that was pretty good. We kind right of away. like we put that to bed right yeah. away. Yeah. Um, so what did you guys think of this episode? A lot of stuff happened. My biggest takeaway is um, the whole. Pretty much confirming that that Jon Snow is Targaryen um, when he is able to kind of touch the dragon, and um, there was a, a, something else in the episode that was that happened where Sam was scribing some stuff, and his his wife or girlfriend there said something, and she he cut her off. Yeah. And if you were listening, it basically like explained something very big that a lot of people missed. Some people caught it though, so which was. So there was a um, uh, there was a marriage that was an annulment. Um, Mm. I'll actually I'm gonna send you the article so you can go through the entire thing. I will. But basically, what it's what it's saying is that um, Jon Snow is technically the heir to the to the Iron Throne, and and, oh shit, and Daenerys actually doesn't have the right. Oh, super shit. And and one of the things that we actually uh, saw is, I think it pretty much proved that he is part. Uh, Targaryen where he can actually he touched the dragon the dragon allowed it to be touched and even Daenerys was a little taken back by Oh, her.
2: she is so hot for Jon Snow though oh yeah oh my god she wants it and why not yeah. right yeah. I mean but
3: that's his aunt so that's a little weird so why <laughs> I mean, if you don't know it it's not weird if you do it's weird okay I mean it's Game of Thrones though yeah it's Game All right, of Thrones whatever I guess I'm yeah. the only one who Everyone's thinks incest fucking is fucking wrong yeah it's <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, when you can... When Cer- you have Cersei's and pregnant? Sister,
3: <laughs> yeah, I get that. But, like, they're fucked up. <laughs> like, Jon Snow and Daenerys, I feel like, have their heads on somewhat straight, you know? But
1: even Marjorie and... Uh, uh, what's his name there? Uh, Iron Fist. Uh, Iron Fist? Yeah. <laughs> Jamie Lannister? <laughs> no, Iron Fist. Well, he has a legit yeah, Iron Fist. Yeah, he has, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's talking, why I said that, but... I'm, I'm talking about... Uh, the Tyrell kid, um, the Rose, can't remember his first name, but anyway. I don't know, I'm losing it. Uh, yeah, him, Finn Jones. Uh, <laughs> they, they they, were fucking.
2: Everyone just fucks. Yeah. All right.
3: And their
1: brother and sister.
3: Man. All right, well, look, okay, point, great. But I'm just saying, like, it's a little weird knowing that. They yeah. don't know that, so you can't fault them.
2: But- the dragons probably fuck each other. And yeah. like they're
3: related. Yeah, I mean like well, there's who only else three,
1: are they three of fuck? them. <laughs> it's only three yeah, of them. Yeah, they're the only ones around, so huh. yeah, you know. Yeah. You got to save your species. Um I'll tell you who they did fuck. They fucked a whole lot of people the episode oh, before. Oh yeah. Yep. Oh yeah.
2: And yep. wagons, a lot of wagons yep. lost their lives yep. in their and last the last episode. <laughs> I think
3: um I think this past episode is Uh, It just it's great because it's setting up something it's look it's doing the same thing that friggin The Walking Dead is doing Um, and it's kind of pissing me off like I Ah. really enjoy I really enjoy uh, Game of Thrones and The Walking Dead but in The Walking Dead like I said it was the whole fucking show is leading up to this war that's going to happen you know what I mean? And like we basically like saw like this crazy fight happen, you know, but we still haven't seen, you know, the end of it yet. You know what I mean? Like we know that like shit's going down, but we gotta wait for it to happen. And I feel like this is actually the same thing. Like we're gonna see some shit next episode. Yeah. Because I think they so. leave the you know, the fucking wall yep. and they go out to face the White Walkers to you know, grab one of them to prove that they are real. What so, a bunch!
2: What what a fun group of characters that is! Oh too, yeah, right? it looks awesome. What a, yeah. what a combination of Jon yeah, Snow, yeah, like the Dirty Dozen, the Hound, yeah, exactly, and ah, oh,
1: really. I love I love uh, Gendry. Yeah, yeah, I, and and like the them two meeting. I think that was like my favorite scene in the whole episode. Was Gendry and uh, Jon Snow? Yes, actually very much meeting each other for the first time, uh, and just like acknowledging that their parents were were friends Mm -hmm. and you know just uh it's just fucking cool like they had like this like this kinship you know i love the guy who's i love his um the, the older
3: guy who was with him um i mean he was the played the fucking uh captain of the titanic in the movie titanic yes um he actually, God, we're terrible
2: with names
3: yeah i don't well i never i don't remember any of the names of the people in game of thrones they all sound the fucking same to me great like faces i know like the main characters but these other people that you're naming dude i wouldn't be able to say that in a thousand years yeah of so course they honestly this like a fermented crab yeah the, yeah <laughs> like, seriously that um that guy yeah that guy is is great um i really like his his sarcasm. You're talking about Davos. Thank you. I like Davos's sarcasm. Like, he's always like, don't say anything. And then the kid, like, that's the first thing he says. He's All like, right I dude, why did you say? You know, just completely ignored him. Yeah. But it ended up being like for the right reasons. And why listen to me?
1: I've only been around for. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: And that huge friggin' mallet that that kid had. What a fucking sick weapon. Oh, yeah. We just smashed yep. those guys' faces in. Love it. That's awesome.
2: Um, Are you good with a sword? No, oh, I use a hammer. Yeah, oh, he a hammer. Did, he did oh,
3: oh, shit, yeah? <laughs> Yo, he bashed their faces in in, like, two seconds. Like, oh, he man. swung
1: that hammer twice in two seconds and just fucked them up. Yeah. Like, it was so good. Yeah. Well, they were all they were all fucked up from the fermented crap.
3: Yeah, <laughs> They were. It's gross. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this episode kicked ass. I, I don't really have anything else to say about it. I'm excited for them to take down the friggin' or see what happens when they... When they meet up with the White Walkers. But my point is is that they... I feel like the the, the White Walkers are going to be a thing. Then there's going to be one more episode, which is the finale. And that's it. There's only two episodes left. There's two episodes? I two episodes it left. Episode. It's this episode coming up and then the finale. Like,
2: that's it? I feel like it and just started. Yeah, and then there's a... Well, I mean, it's only seven episodes. It's seven weeks. That's... Yeah, but I mean, like, not even two months worth. I just feel like it went
3: by so fast already. It I mean, Game of does. Thrones just started. We're all starting to get back into it, and it's gonna end in two weeks. I mean, and then it has have such to wait a large until popularity. 2019 for the last fucking season. It's like Jesus. You know what I mean? It's like that's that's it, man. We've been waiting this long for
1: this. That I mean. It's, it's been, not like they didn't give us a lot of shit, though.
3: They didn't. But, man, I want more. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want yeah, to see some shit happen in every episode. Like, I'm hoping this next episode's good and it goes out with a banger finale. But, I mean. Then they're doing their job. Yeah, I guess. But, fucking. We got we get to wait two years for. Oh, my God, dude. Dude, that's,
1: that shit. That's, that's, that means they're doing their job and they're doing it well. Yeah, they want to do it right. Oh, but I'm you know? selfish.
3: No, <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, at least
2: whatever.
3: it's
1: not
2: the Dark Tower. Yeah.
1: No, you could. They could. They could have put out everything all at once and made it a steaming pile of shit, mm, which like just which we would have complained it. about as well. So I mean, you might as well complain and then get what you really want in the end.
3: Yeah. Um, I hate Littlefinger.
2: <laughs> but I think that's the point. I think you're supposed because he's yeah. so conniving. Mm-hmm. But I, I again, they're doing their
1: job. They yes.
3: are. Oh, they yeah. Are. I just can't. I. I but i I love the fact that I hate him because when he goes when he goes down it's gonna be so much better mm. you know that's why I can't wait for that yep um
2: it's gonna be one of those moments where you stand up and clap, yeah, you
3: know, just like when uh when Joffrey got it, I was so psyched when that happened, and when uh what's the other
1: Ramsey's got it that was awesome um but the fact that he's actually manipulating Arya is fucking that oh was, yeah, that was crazy to me, mm-hmm. yeah. Because Ar-
2: I think Arya is so used to being the smartest person. Mm-hmm. But We're
1: used to her being the smartest she, she person. She is. Yeah. But.
2: And yeah, sorry. No. And just she hasn't dealt with Littlefinger in mm-hmm. so long. But I think when, when Littlefinger
3: actually saw her fighting whatever and realized like she's not the same person, she posed an immediate threat to yes. him. Which right. is why he's trying to take care of her now before she actually gains any. Well, her power. relationship
2: with Sansa is, is really the threat.
3: That's even, but that's weird too because Sansa even knows like her sister's like a little fucked up because of everything she's been it's through. Very different. She was like getting in her face and being a little like a little threatening to her to the point where Sansa was like, "I need to get back to work. Like you're fucking starting to scare me, you know? Yeah. So, and I can't wait until Jon Snow comes back." And sees like all of his like his siblings together again. That's what I'm waiting for. And they put that off each episode.
2: I'm like, oh, just get them back together. I just want to see that, you know. So don't but, completely agree. Yeah. Anyway. So. <laughs> and how sad to see. I again don't remember his name, but the crippled brother, the Brian. one that's now the Raven. Like, how sad is it that he's just he's lost any semblance of Emotion. who he used to be. How he's, yeah, he's just kind of a shell. I see He's kind Good of life. Mr. in the Watchman. Thanks. Where he <laughs> no longer has any true connection to, you know, to, to the human race. Mm. He's just above it.
3: I I personally am annoyed with his storyline. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't really enjoy it. Every time it goes back to his storyline, I get bored. Except for the, the part where he was like, Controlling the ravens And he could see Well isn't the that White the walkers... only
2: thing That happened to him In this episode I don't think Pretty it was... much it was, He was just like Oh shit there's Well there was the... that The dagger or was, the was something
3: else That they had talked about Briefly Yeah Um. You know why he had the dagger And a stuff like that A couple episodes ago Um. Well
2: that was the dagger That w- was used to attack him When, when he was, he when, was he when he was fell in out a coma. Yeah when right. he Broke his legs to begin with Right Man, it's been so long since but he that, broke um, his legs.
1: What do you What do you guys think about the decision to just burn those two dudes in the beginning?
2: I think it.
3: Uh, um, Becca said it be- said it best. She was like, she she basically said she was going to do something. It was their fault because they stood their ground, and she had to make an example out of them. Like, I think at heart she didn't want to do it, but she knows that if she didn't do it, she would have had like no clout. And like, now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like people would have never like held her at her word. Like I feel like that's a shitty thing that she had to do, and she doesn't know that she basically killed Sam's brothers and father. You know, but I mean, but now Sam is the the la- is the heir is to ex- to the throne. Exactly. Is exactly
2: that's what I was gonna say. So he, he doesn't know yet that he's the last surviving but I, member.
1: I, I also think that uh, Sam won't really give a shit because his father and his brother were like. Fucking shit to him. No, very very true. Yeah, like he ended up leaving his family because of the way that they treated him. So I mean, like, there's probably no love lost. I mean, I'm sure he'll be No, little, not at all. He'll but be he a little now inherits sad, but everything. I'm He's... sure
3: that well, I feel like regardless, there's gonna be some sort of emotion there, but not like like hardcore hurt. Because yeah, they treated him like shit. Um I think it's gonna be interesting to see what happens when he finds out that Daenerys is responsible for that. And by that time, we'll see what the relationship is between her and Jon Snow, mm. you know? So that's, that's interesting. I don't know how that's going to turn out. Cause it's obvious that they're creating some sort of a relationship between Daenerys and Jon Snow, where he says, I, you know, I'm leaving. And she's like, Oh, I was just starting to get used to you. I feel you like know? that
2: was, I feel like that, that scene after, after the battle, um, where she basically—that was like the first downfall of Daenerys. I really felt like when she was basically telling all the soldiers, "You have two choices: bend the bend the knee, or we're gonna kill you." Yeah, like it you was. can either because that's—it's what Tyrion said. It's more of the same.
3: Yeah, yeah. Tyrion was trying to get her to do something different because she's losing her
2: her whole reputation if she starts killing people. Of then, course, exactly.
3: But I think she—it's she, it, she I needs
2: think, to give people a choice, and that really wasn't a choice.
3: I feel like if that was follow
2: me out of fear or die.
3: If she goes, for, but it—but the further and closer she gets to to being where she wants to be, mm-hmm. the the harder it is for people to, for her to uh, the, the harder decisions are going to get, you know. And I feel like she's getting closer to where she wants. This was a big moment, and. You know she had to do something drastic to kind of to hold you know some of her power I mean not to mention she's got fucking huge dragons behind her, but
1: regardless um the but- uh the letter that she wrote to Rob Stark sure um, was what Arya actually picked up so like that that shit that little fingerhead that little scroll uh-huh um that. They kind of flashed over for like a second, and like half of it was blurred out. Um, it was actually a message that she was forced to send to her brother uh, just before they killed Eddard. Ah! Oh. Uh, and Cersei Lannister made her write it, so like to try and get her brother to come come in. Uh, so basically, she just says that uh, like in that in that letter she wrote, uh, Rob, I write to you with a heavy heart. Our good King Robert is dead, killed from wounds he took in a boar hunt. Father has been charged with treason. Uh, he conspired with Robert's brothers against my beloved Joffrey and tried to steal his throne. The Lannisters are treating me very well and provide me with every comfort. I beg you, come to King's Landing, swear fealty to King Joffrey, and prevent any strife between the great houses of Lannister and Stark. And that's what that letter said. So that's what uh, Arya read, which is why she's like she seems so upset about well, it. Well, of course. I mean, um,
2: I I don't think anybody thought that this wasn't a ploy. To pit sister against sister.
1: Right. But I mean, like, reading that and not knowing the circumstances under which it was written, uh, she's obviously going to consider her sister a Lannister sympathizer. Yes.
3: Nice. It's going to be fun. Now let's just take a second to hear a little bit about our sponsor. Supply and Demand Investing guys not all investments are created equal did you know growth stocks devote most of their revenue in trying to expand or grow the company and offer investors little to no dividend payout Sounds
1: like fucking bullshit.
3: Right? But value stocks split their revenue between trying to expand or grow the company and give their buyers dividend payouts. That sounds better. But the question is, which of these two means of investing do you think has performed better over the past 10 years? Well, to find out, go to com slash redbeard. That's us, guys. Go to supplyanddemandinvesting.com slash redbeard. Supply and Demand Investing helps compare investments in the hopes of delivering better than average results, whether they be long-term, short-term, or just something in the middle. And remember, like any good sports team,
1: like the New York football giants,
3: yeah, when it comes to investing, there are times to play offense by investing in things like the S&P 500, and times to play defense by investing in things like bonds, CDs, or cash. So I say, go Patriots.
1: Yeah, but if we're talking defense, it's the New York football Giants all day. Yeah, uh,
3: but it's the Pats because they won last year. Yeah, so last episode, um, we were going to do this, but we we decided to wait. Uh, We were going to wait for for Ren, but Ren actually uh, can't be here today again. We miss you, Ren. But, um.
2: I hope I, your sore throat gets better. <laughs> she's still dealing. What
3: do you say? She's still dealing with it? <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, let's, uh, let's jump into a segment. Scenes that are
4: stupid.
2: It's about to get all
3: stupid up in here! With that being said, um, are you guys ready with. Would any of you like to go
1: first with a scene that is stupid? Or would you like me to go first? Sure, whatever. Go for it. Um, uh, I'm actually. Kind of feeling like mine is probably blasphemy as well. Uh, Superman, the uh, the movie,
2: the original, the
1: original with uh, Christopher Reeve. Christopher Reeve, yeah. Um, there's actually like a lot of stupid shit in this movie. I mean, it's fucking <laughs> awesome, like just because of what it did for superhero movies, and it was probably the best representation of Superman on film. Christopher Reeve was fucking awesome, sure uh, and just the the. The way that they made that movie and the way they made him fly and all that shit was great. But, and I mean, like, this one has probably been talked about to death. Um, and that's the scene where Lois dies and he's just like, ah. <laughs> and, and he fucking decides he's going to fly around the world backwards to save her. To make the world stop and then spin in the opposite direction, which reverses fucking time.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so not well, how time works.
1: Nope. Um pretty, oh, that's pretty, so pretty, true I'm pretty fucking sure that's not how time no, it's, works it's And, and <sighs> if you As soon as you stop the fucking world From spinning everybody flies Off that shit
2: oh, great.
1: <laughs> oh yeah well, that's... Like, I, I'm pretty sure that's yeah, how gravity works gravity. <laughs> Yes mm-hmm. <laughs> Gone So everybody just fucking jettisons Off the fucking planet and that's it World destroyed Which then, um,
2: which then brings up another point which is if that really is how time works, why isn't that the only thing that he ever does to save lives? Is just like oh, thank you, like freaking oh, Lex Luthor. Yeah. Fly backwards. Let's get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, it does kind of feel like why not if he has back? that if he has that power? Why not go back a little further and fucking get rid of with? Hitler? Oh yeah. Well, because yeah. I don't
3: think Superman is supposed to kill people. He prevented Lewis's death. Oh no, lock Pre- up Hitler. prevent
2: prevent his birth. Yeah, you
3: know. All right.
2: Well, like fly down to up. Hitler's father and just be like, hey, don't fuck. Wear or, a condom. Yeah. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> or kidnap Condoms or, or kid or
1: kidnap <laughs> him and have him <laughs> raised by somebody else. Oh yeah. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Something. I mean, it, I Isn't hate that you brought
3: that like, up because I because I remember watching that with my dad and we were like, oh, that's cool, and now like. Going back, I'm like, oh, it just doesn't make sense, though.
1: Now, the the, the the second one and the one that I'm the one that I'm really fucking like, this is the one that I wanted to bring to the table um, from this movie. Uh, there's there's a scene where Superman shows up to interview Lois to get interviewed by Lois Lane and they go flying. Like he takes her flying around Meto- around Metropolis. Another instance where. The laws of gravity are ignored. Uh, They're flying together, and he's, like, holding hands with her. Yeah. so He just just holds her hand.
2: Transferring his power to her?
1: Yeah, no, that's not how his power works. So, like, he's holding her hand, and she's flying next to him, like, with her body extended. Her her body would be fucking hanging from... Like, he'd be holding her, and she'd be dangling from his hand. And, like, probably kicking and screaming, like, because she's got no control over what she's doing. But she's literally fucking, like... Next to him, like fucking trying to keep her balance, like it's her first time riding a bike, and that's just it, just didn't so fucking, it technically
3: should have been like him flying holding a cat, yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Should have been exactly not, like not, she
1: should have looked like a fucking rag doll,
2: not that, not just that, but how is her skin not just torn apart by the wind shear, right? That she's taking, yeah, when you're driving in a car, you have a windshield. But no, instead
1: <laughs> instead of instead of screaming and, and instead, instead of screaming and fucking kicking and flailing, she's reciting poetry. Yeah. In her head, I, it's a really weird fucking poem. Uh, that we get. Does not go. No, and it just doesn't go with the scene. It's like, uh, it's like first of all, it's like you should be fucking dangling, and second of all, shut the fuck up yeah. because I don't want to hear your stupid poem. No. Yeah. I right
2: can show you the
1: world <laughs> <laughs> if it yeah, look, if she sang it might have even been better but but the dumb ass poem like it was a strange poem i wish it i'm gonna really, i'm gonna look really i'm gonna look it up and maybe later on, like after everybody's done with their scenes we can we can like Take a look play it, we can play it That's and we'll and morning. we'll play we'll play the poem that Lois recites while she's it's so while hard. she's flying through metropolis
2: Ugh.
1: all right. So, very um let's
3: uh get into my scene that is stupid. Um also I feel like all of ours are very like blasphemous. Um mine is from the movie Ghost. Um and it's the ending scene and I always I always have a problem when I watch this scene. Like I'll be very open with you guys like that scene actually get like, I get like mildly emotional because I think it's pretty cool. Like what's going on and everything, like all taking everything into like effect. Like I don't cry, but it's like, it's, it's, it's a, it's a very cool well, scene. I cried at the end
2: of Armageddon in the theaters.
3: So. <laughs> so, so basically <laughs> the way that the scene happens is like this. He it's, it's after, you know, uh, uh, Patrick Swayze's friend, Carl, Gets take dragged into hell by like those shadows, right? Mm-hmm. So he gets dragged into Our hell. He it's all quiet, and they're hanging out. And all of a sudden, he walks over to um Odomay Brown, which is you know Whoopi Goldberg and Demi Moore. And he goes, "Who is Molly?" And he goes, "He goes, are you go- are you guys all right?" And then all of a sudden, she uh, Molly says, "Sam," and he's like, "Molly." And she goes, I can hear you, and that's like the first time she's been able to hear him since he's been communicating through Otome Brown. So then, as soon as he says that, like the light from heaven shines down on him, and you can actually see him again, mm. and they can both see him. So the the dialogue that happens is this: so he look he he looks at 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 her, basically like comes over, gives her like a. Um, gives her like a kiss that she can't feel, but like his face gets right up to her and like kind of like spirit kisses her, whatever. Then he walks over to Odomay Brown and he goes, he goes, uh, he goes, you know, thank you. He goes, your, your, your mother would be proud. And then she says, she goes, they're waiting for you, Sam. She's like, and he's like, all right. He's like, you know, whatever, take it easy. And then she goes, <laughs> and then she goes, Take it easy. Well, well, that's not the actual dialogue, but it's—I'm summing it up. I'm paraphrasing this part. Sure. And then, and then he goes, he goes, he goes, he goes, bye, Otome. And then she goes, bye, Sam. And all of a sudden, he walks over to Molly, right? And and what you guys are laughing at is actually going to be kind of my point. Is he goes over to to her and he says, um, he goes, I love you. I've always loved you. He goes, it's amazing, Molly. The love inside you take it with you. And he starts backing up And when he says he loves her the first time She also says ditto Because that was like their thing But as he's walking back And after he says the love inside you take it with you He just goes See ya And then she goes See ya And he turns around and walks into the fu- Like like, bro You have nothing else to say like, over this, like this entire movie You saved her life Like your, your best friend killed you your, your best friend tried to kill her like you ended on Sia like like dude like what about like you guys were go- you you guys were going to get married like like do you like do you do you wait for me like do, like marry someone else like there's cuz they're still young you know there's, like so there's so many questions that haven't been addressed so after all this you ended on, see ya? i <laughs> just like, like, I almost like, that's all you got, bro? Like, it just, it bothers me. Like, like, the, I think the thing that, the one thing that really bothers me is, like, what about the relationship? Like, I know you're dead and you're gone, but like, do you say like, I'll be, I understand, like, if you want to be with somebody else or like, I don't know like I'll I'll I I'll see you again in uh, at some point you know just something besides see ya and then and then as he's walking away, like if it was granted I've never been there and who knows but I feel like if I was in that situation and I was dead and I'm going into heaven I might be walking backwards looking at the person he just kind of was like see ya she says see ya and he turns around and walks into heaven it's like she's right there watching you go like and just turn around and turn but but turn maybe turn around oh, and do yes. like a do like a wave as it the light i i don't know dude it just it drove me it drives me nuts. i mean
1: like swayze was probably on some kind of weird contract where he got paid by the minute and uh <laughs> and, and like the the director was probably pulling a a, a tony like yeah he was pulling just a tony and he was just rolling his finger come on come on wrap it up wrap He was up. like, right, see ya. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's a wrap, guys. <laughs> well, that's... This well, that's, to be tonight. <laughs> <laughs> This is not going to be another Jaws. <laughs> hey, hey, Patrick, is the meter still running? Really? Yes, it is. All right, let's wrap this up. Really,
3: really <laughs> but seriously, though, does anybody else like see what I'm saying or no? Yeah, like, no that's, you, makes
1: sense. yeah, it's awful.
3: So, I don't know. I'd be curious to see what other people think because that always irks me. Um, but anyway, all right, let's do one game of would you rather And I'm actually going to uh, not use a would you rather question that I get on here But one that was posed on the ride to the airport when I was driving my wife there And they asked, would you rather <laughs> sit next to a very largely obese person on a plane Or sit next to a very smelly
1: person on a plane Largely obese Yeah oh, Really? Yo, smells, bad smells offend me like, and I mean, I get fucking offended Violently offended I want to punch people in the face When they don't smell like they give a shit about themselves
3: Let me ask you this though But like, you know, how like after a while Like when you're smelling something for so long It starts to actually dull down It's actually like a scientific fact Because uh, I saw it on Bill Nye once nope. if, if if you uh, if you lift up like a pair of smelly socks when The first instinct is you'll smell it But then it will start to lessen as As the more that
1: your senses adapt to it So... Being that said, no. Nope. I'd still rather sit next to an obese person. I mean, nothing wrong with that. I Uh, mean,
3: but sitting next to an obese person is so uncomfortable sometimes. Like for like an extended flight. Like when you can kind of just like. Well,
2: it's different types of
1: uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't know. All right, okay. All right. Would you rather suck a dick or suck an (laughs) asshole? You fucking. You already asked me this once,
3: (laughs) and uh, I think I said I would pass. (laughs) How many, have you ever sucked- so answer the fucking question? <laughs> suck a dick or suck an asshole? Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm gonna have to go with fucking asshole because that's gross.
2: Have you have you ever have you ever done something to an asshole? You don't have to elaborate. I just want a yes or no.
1: No. All right. Okay. But you would suck an asshole rather than suck a dick. <sighs> yeah. Like if those were the two fucking choices you had in front of you, and you were forced to do one at gunpoint they were like choose a fucking thing to suck <laughs> like you dick fucking asshole. asshole or dick put something in your fucking mouth <laughs> right now or I'm pulling this motherfucking trigger
4: they're both oh, damn it they're both, but, they're I, both like,
1: I got a
3: shadow of what we would be like as a gangster <laughs> <laughs> Suck
2: a dick (laughs) right now. I would you'd actually do that to people. I would (laughs) would, like blindfold them and tear it off and be like dickle ass
3: (laughs) I honestly would I would still choose asshole. uh, because it hey, it could be a a woman. All right, anyway. Um, Um, Yo,
1: sixty yo, sixty-three percent of this is alright. Who knows? But sixty three percent of people would rather suck a dick than an asshole.
3: Okay.
2: But, cool. I mean, they're not saying anything about, like, oh, you suck an asshole, and like the big turd comes out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no. Like, <laughs> and nothing happens. <laughs> That's what I'm
1: thinking. Would Come you on. rather n- marry someone with a tail or marry someone with natural pink hair? Natural
3: pink hair? Yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: 82% thinking. of people would rather fucking have somebody that has their hair naturally pink instead of fucking dyeing it pink which I don't see what the problem is (sighs) there yeah there's no fucking punk look you know first of all this person Harley Quinn would you rather be the person that came up with this question or would you rather kill yourself I'd rather kill myself (laughs) like Um, 70% (laughs) of old people
3: Oh shit! That about does it this week for the Red Beard podcast. Uh, I want to thank you guys for listening again. Um, every episode, I kind of mention what we have uh, coming up. So Hascon's coming up. Um, Jim, you are actually going uh, tomorrow to Walker, walker Stalker, Stalker in Boston with yep, Don. I'll, I'll be there.
2: Oh. So
3: uh, what the hell?
2: What just Jesus. happened? What was, I, 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 I think I, I, he was, was that a, oh, was a zombie.
3: He was being a very tired Walker. Yeah. Um, so <gasps> So with that being said uh, Yeah We got Hascon coming up as well And then uh, after that it will be New York Comic Con in October And then Rhode Island Comic Con in November So we will see you guys later
0: Can you read my mind? Do you know what it is that you do to me? I don't know who you are friend from another star here i am like a kid out of school holding hands with a god i'm a fool you look at me quivering like a little girl shivering you can see right through me Can you read my mind? Can you picture the things I'm thinking of? Wondering why you are. All the wonderful things you are. You can fly. You belong in the sky. You and I could belong to each other if you need a friend i'm the one to fly to if you need to be loved here i am read my mind